Sippers, welcome to the Tea With Me podcast, with me, your little cheeky mate, Shady Boy QQ the Money Toad, aka Shane Stewart Todd, and not a lot of people know that my middle name is Stewart, and I like to keep it that way because as much as Stewart is like some sort of family name of mine, it's spelt Stewart, and when that was read out at my wedding, Shane Stewart Todd, a lot of friends of mine, so-called friends of mine, laughed. And I don't know why, but Sturt is just such an annoying name. S-T-U-A-R-T isn't too bad. You can sort of get away with it. But S-T-E-W, hang your head in shame. All the stewarts out there. This cup's way too big. The cup's way too big and I didn't really have anywhere to set it down. But look, things could be a lot worse. Things could be a lot worse. And speaking of things... You know, well, I was going to say things couldn't get worse. Things are actually getting better because the the beers are open again. The paints are open. On the 3rd of July, the government, huh, that's what they're calling themselves. <laughs> Why is it any time people talk about local politics, some guy always arrives on the scene, who talks like out there, haha, dead on, bunch of clowns up there. Like any time somebody posts a nice picture of them up at Stormont, like taking the dog for a walk. And just writes a lovely day for it. 12 people underneath it, right? You'd be better going... Janine, you'd be... (laughs) Janine, you'd be better going up there and running the place. Would Janine be better at doing it? Because... Janine's 17. You know, so I don't know if she would. But then again, maybe she would. But yeah, Michelle O'Neill and Arlene Foster have basically said... Whack away at the beers from the 3rd of July... And what annoyed me about that was, everybody on the internet went, you know the way everyone on the internet is kind of like a little bit stupid? Probably I include myself in that. What about when everybody was like, oh yeah, uh-huh, oh why? Arlene Foster opening on the on the 3rd of July, on the day of her 50th birthday, well isn't that convenient? And it turns out, it's not the date of her 50th birthday, and people should have looked into that a bit more. I obviously know when her birthday is, because every year... Every every year for Arlene Foster's birthday, me and Arlene and a load of other just DUP guys, what what do we do? We go out uh, bowling. So I know that. That's in my diary for like later next month. But it's just funny how like everybody sees something said as fact. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I don't want to sound Donald, but fake news. China, you know, I I don't know why people just straight away went, yes, somebody said it on the internet, so that is her birthday. I don't know. It is. It. I mean, whenever you hear that the bars are going to be back open, I because we're going to have a, a baby. I'm I'm probably not going to be in the bars for seventeen years, eighteen years, but I do I do like it. I do like the idea. That everyone's going to be back out on the on the drinks. Because I like everything that goes with that. You know, pictures of people in beer gardens. Um, some guy will... Some guy will post a picture of a can of tenants sitting on a wall in a beer garden. And he'll write, I've had worse Tuesdays. You know, and I'll look at it and go, I haven't. I've never had a worse Tuesday than having a can of tenants on a wall. But I think it'll be good. I mean, I will get out at some point, I hope. I mean, I won't, but I like the idea that I will. But it just, it, it is good, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like 
the the day that the bars open again we should create like a tunnel of applause for the lads venturing out for the first pint you know because it's gonna taste they're gonna taste nicer like i was out for i was out for a big run today because my mate tony is mental and he's gonna run the whole length of ireland in june which you never need to do you know what i mean like he's he's not it'd be different if he was being chased but he is doing it because he wants to do it and i don't understand and he has blister on one of his foot and it looks like something from a second world war textbook when they go this is what happened to the soldiers in the trenches look at their feet i mean to be fair if i was in the second world war in the trenches really bad blisters would probably be okay you know what i mean if that's a worse thing happening to you your quid's in but um why did i mention that oh yeah because we we so he's running like i don't know over 20k a day and today me and him did 16k of a really nice sort of run alongside a beach and um i i we went past the bar and had just just a wee basic beer garden at the back and i shed a tear you know i was like that i oh take me back to when i used to go out drinking once every three years it uh, it'll be great just those first i mean either people are going to be really nice about it and sort of you know ease their way back into it or people are just going to go absolutely bucked aft you know like people that normally go out for one or two are going to go out for 10 and i think people will lose a run of themselves and i'm going to enjoy hopefully like giving a baby a wee bottle and just seeing pictures and instagram videos of like you know people going absolutely insane in beer gardens but it's good i'm actually more Sorry, while well, I take a little sip of my tea, as per the title of the podcast, I'm um, I'm actually more looking forward to restaurants being back open, because um, after our run today, there's a garden centre near me called Blue Cedar, and they have like a, you know one person at a time can go in and get a coffee and take it out, and whenever me and my mate Tony took the coffee out, we sat on a bench for about a minute and a half. And we're just chatting, having our coffee. And I was like, oh, I missed this. You know, I was like um, some sort of pensioner who gets out of jail after a life sentence. I can't believe I'm here. You know, um, and it was it was nice. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Just a big trip to Nando's. I just want to I just want to go to Nando's with all my friends. And, the, and you know what? The money toad's going to pay for it. You know, that's what I want. I want the big table in fact i want to take over the upstairs area of the nando's in dublin road and i just i just want the i want everybody there i want everyone to be wearing white for some reason you know and um i want everybody like one of p diddy's pool parties to be wearing white and we're and also part of me would like us to be wearing hats made out of chicken you know and i know there'll be a lot of animal rights people listening being like that's a real waste of chicken but don't worry we eat it after Mm. that's a really good cup of tea a really good cup of tea before we get into the pod thanks to all the the people on patreon that uh, joined us for the live episode of tea with me on sunday night that was a hell of a lot of fun and it actually technically went really smoothly because i was not in charge of it and producer dan was so we had mickey bartlett with Jamie Lee O'Donnell and we had Ryan McMullen and Ryan McMullen played a song and I absolutely loved it but I was pissed off because Dan muted my microphone during it and Ryan asked basically he's like what song do you want to hear now that put a lot of pressure on me because I like a lot of Ryan's songs but I asked him to play Oh Susanna 
and I, I was like, Ryan, I get really like, see, bo- see boys that play guitars, mm. they just they just take me to the fair, and um, like when we had JC Stewart on, it was the same, and there's just something about a guy that can play a song that really gets me feeling um, vaguely bisexual, you know, and um, I, I really enjoyed Ryan playing a, a tune, and I, oh yeah, he's like, I'll play anything you want, and I said, can you play Oh Susanna? And I said, me and my wife were at his gig in Custom House Square. I was like, we we really like listening to this. And he said, okay, I'll dedicate it to your wife. And I said, hey, man, don't dedicate it to me. And he did. But producer Dan muted my microphone during it, which was annoying because I feel like I could have come in pretty strong in that. Oh, Susanna, if ever the world drags you down, call my name. And I'll come around. Now, a couple of things to think about there. Number one is, I hadn't rehearsed me singing just that bit. And secondly, at the start of that, I actually tried to make it sound kind of bad. And then halfway through it, I was thinking, this isn't funny as such, but I'm absolutely nailing this. So do I start to sing badly on purpose or do I just keep rolling, singing well? And I feel like I did the right thing by just singing that beautifully. So that's what could have been if it wasn't for fucking producer Dan. Who'll be listening back to this in his editing cave. Producer Dan likes to edit in the dark, which is just upside down. I want to start loads of weird rumours about him, basically. He, uh, yeah, he likes to... <laughs> he like, uh, I mean, no, I was going to say something there that, you know, might have made him reconsider ever, uh, ever, ever doing the podcast again. So I won't. But, um, yeah, cheers to everyone who got involved with that. Uh, if you want to join up to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. You get the bonus episode once a week. I put my Todd Father Waterfront Hall show, the full video, up on it as well. And um, and there's just loads of special things for special people, for uh, for sippers. Um, before we move on as well, finally got merchandise sorted, so the designs are done. And we're going to roll those out soon. We've got a sipper t-shirt, which is really nice. By the way, these are just really beautiful t-shirts. You guys know, I was about to say, I'm big into my fashion. But I also know that every podcast I've done on lockdown, I've been wearing sports gear. But you guys know, like I'm looking at my wardrobe here. And I can see, well, what's annoying me is the main thing I can see is my cream denim jacket that I wore for the pilot of my TV show that everyone absolutely roasted me for. But apart from that, you know, you guys know I'm a well-dressed guy. So these t-shirts... You could wear them in. You could wear them to picky pool and banger to play pitch and putt, or you could wear them to the catwalks of Milan. Milan. So um, yeah, we've got a money toad one. We've got a sipper t-shirt, and not podcast related, but there is a Keith Cruz's summer soccer school for the kids, even the wee girls t-shirt as well. And we're doing a mug, so like a big tea mug, and then also get ready for this, like a fine china tea and coaster. That say tea with me with Shane Todd on it. So um, we'll post up the link to those really soon. And uh, one thing we do on Patreon for people that are a certain tier is like raffle off one bit of merch a month. So we'll we'll do that once we get those sorted. There's quite a bit I want to talk about this week with, with loads of listeners' questions. And I want to get through as many as possible. But before we do, let's get into it. Let's do TripAdvisor. Why don't we do... So last week... I've got a couple options here because last week I felt underprepared for TripAdvisor and uh, and I want to really bring you guys, you know, good reviews. So I think we'll go with a hotel in Belfast. 
but let's not go with one of the what would you say more established ones that i would do gigs in because you guys know the money toad is going to be looking to what would you say like eat up all that cash as soon as lockdown's over so i can't blacklist myself from any hotels but yeah definitely the travel lodge belfast central i'm never gonna do it i'm never gonna do a gig in or stay in I mean, the re- I'm not being sly, but the reason I wouldn't stay in it is because I also live in Northern Ireland, right? So you never really need to stay in a hotel anywhere else in Northern Ireland. But if you do, if you do, <laughs> if you do, ideally, you're not staying in Belfast Central Travel Lodge. I'm just saying because, you know, there's other options, essentially. So, I mean, I'll be honest, when I go to London... I'll stay in a travel lodge, absolutely not a problem. But on your doorstep, no thank you. So I'd rather pay for the taxi home. So we have how many? well over a thousand reviews for this, I think. Or nearly a thousand reviews. But we're not interested in the best reviews. Also, really weird when people give hotels really good reviews in TripAdvisor. Let's filter it by terrible. I should point out, to stick up for the travel lodge in Belfast, there is way more excellent and very good reviews than poor and terrible. So they are killing it. Look, we all get bad reviews. I've got bad review for my stand-up before. And yes, I had the person sacked. But let's see what people are saying. Uh, I love it when people are so dramatic. Steve from Chesterfield writes, Prison cell. This has got to be the worst hotel I've ever had the misfortune to stay in. The room was like a prison cell. The heat was unbearable with no window open. And the air conditioning kept you awake with its squeaking noises. The night went by like I was slowly being tortured. I'm, I'm going to presume Steve has never been waterboarded in Guantanamo Bay because this just sounds mildly inconvenient. If Tony Ten had not been rumbled, he surely would have handed himself in had he had to hide out in this hotel. Who the fuck is Tony Ten? Tony Ten? Tony Ten sounds like a futuristic robot. Tony Ten was the online betting username of Tony O'Reilly, the postman who became front page news in 2011 after he sold 1.75 million from the Irish Postal Service. I mean, boys will be boys. You know what I mean? Uh, But yeah, Tony, a very specific, very specific um, description there. This person writes, Never again. First off, staff on reception, very welcome and friendly and try to help. Okay, so I mean, it's off to a good start. Doors being slammed left, right and centre. Especially the corridor doors. There were arguments at 4am. Also, the walls are really thin and I could hear next door's TV blasting the news. I mean, hopefully that's all they were blasting. Also, the car park is very expensive. Um... I like it when the manager gets back to the review as well. You know, the manager's like, oh, let me just set, set you straight and all this. Um, people complaining about the pillow, the pillow uh, density hurting their neck. Resort 143 writes, don't stay here if you want to sleep. Well, that's weird because who books a hotel to somewhere where they don't want to sleep? We had to walk 20 minutes with all our luggage only to find a room was too hot to sleep in. 
The thermostat was broken. We reported the issue, but nothing was done. We had opened the window, which would normally, which would only open a couple of in- inches. The window did not let in much air, but it did let in all the noise in the city centre. There was no sleep that night for my daughter or me. I don't recommend this hotel. I mean, that is a decent point because any hotel you stay in, like around the world, a city centre, like it's bustling, like it's New York, you're hearing the taxi cabs, you're hearing people playing music. In Belfast city centre, to be fair, if you have a window open, you are going to hear people shouting things that you've never heard before. She's kicked me out of the house for bucking the fucking poster. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you're going to hear, your goddies are scrappers. You're going to hear, now we're getting to the reason. Things that have never been said. The worst travel lodge that could be out there. I mean, that sounds like a challenge. It's old. You don't even get a key card. You just get a key with a giant key ring on it. I mean, yeah, why do hotels do that? Because me and Colin Geddes stayed in a place in County Mayo. I, I mean, I say stayed. I got there and said, Colin, I shall be leaving after the show. Even though the accommodation, was, and it was four and a half hour drive. But we got there and what put me off was the key was seven stone. I was like, why does this need to be this big? And then he said, because people lose hotel keys. And I thought that does make sense. Um... A couple of items went missing from my room. I never got them back. Staff were dismissive when I brought it up. The Wi-Fi kept going off. Lock to the door was stuck. And several attempts to get it open, I still couldn't. Uh, the hotel manager is called Gary Gaynor. And Gary... Gary must be related to Gloria Gaynor. Because he can... He just... I will survive is what Gary is preaching here. Because he gets back to people straight away and lets them know what time it is. People are so bitchy in the, in the headings, right? Per... The breakfast. I mean, everyone's is pretty normal so far. So let's let's give uh, let's find something really weird. People keep saying the rooms are too hot, guys. It's Belfast. Be enjoyable. Be you know, be amicable to the fact that it was over five degrees. Kevin Quinn writes shocking. First night was told to turn the TV down. TV doesn't go above thirty. Our volume wasn't reaching anywhere near that. Not happy to feel like a prisoner in my own room where the slightest noise merits a complaint. Kevin's acting like he sneezed and the PSNI showed up. We'll be speaking to front We'll be speaking to front desk and certainly won't be returning if we can't relax without being told to turn stuff down. Would not recommend if you actually want to watch something and enjoy it. Gary Gaynor straight back to him. Dear Kevin, thanks for taking the time to leave the review. During the night, staff perform regular floor checks. If the failure is excessive noise, they contact the room. Accept my apologies if you feel like this was unnecessary. What that translates as from Gary Gaynor is, uh, Hey Kev, turn the fucking TV down, dickhead. And I like it. One star review from Paul Sweetman from Reading. Great location for drinking. But he's given it one star. Stuffy outdated rooms. Great for Great Victoria Street Station, but everything else suffers. Good staff, but the hotel is not nice. Needs refurbishment. Very old. That's There's no way that's a one-star review. No way. Bob writes, Double bedroom supplied instead of a twin bedroom, even though it was booked five months earlier. We would have used another hotel if we had a known. No apology, not even sorry. I am slightly disabled, and this was very important. I mean... 
I'm going to say this is somebody who who has a disabled sister who has disabled people in my family. Referring to yourself as slightly disabled, I mean, it's it's like it's like me having it's like me having Crohn's disease. Like I I have Crohn's disease, so I I therefore have Crohn's disease. So like. Why are you trying to be cool about being disabled and be like, look, I am like slightly disabled. It's just, just, just own it. Just own it, Bob. Just be like, hey, my name's Bob. I'm disabled, but you don't need to know that about me. There's way more to me that you don't know. Like five months in advance, I will book a hotel room and I will, (laughs) and I will ask for a twin bedded room. And if they give me a double bedroom, I'll leave a one star review. And Gary Gaynor, of course, back in. Boom. Slams him. Even though Bob is slightly disabled. Gary Gaynor does not discriminate. If if you if you need to be served, he will do that. Um People just saying it's really hot. Um which is you know, I like the cold. You know, like some sort of Game of Thrones character. Dropping the bits, no heating up. Oh, fuck. I mean, I feel like what Gary Gaynor could do, just a suggestion, is maybe like leave the radiators off for a night. <laughs> Somebody from Taunton in England writes, wouldn't voluntarily stay here again. What's the alternative to that? Why are you ever going to stay there in a non-voluntary way? Like someone's going to come to your house in the middle of the night and go, listen, you're coming with me. Where, where are you taking me? I failed to shoot me. No. Belfast Central Travel Lodge. No, shoot me. Stay at a Premier Inn instead. Oh, Gary will not like that. Here's Gary. Please be assured we always aim to offer the best value in the city. Our prices are always available on our website. Nah, Gary's not losing another person. Um... The staff were super unfriendly and they will question you why you comment them on the low rating on Expedia. I am shocked that they know who made the comment before I checked out and they tease me because I don't give the hotel a positive review. So terrible. Gary's basically like, yeah, that that didn't happen, mate. Okay, we'll do one or two more here. So we wrote... the hotel from hell and then their problem was just the breakfast was over whenever they went down um this is definitely not for kids okay this comes from grace from it just says the uk avoid one star review i've stayed in a few travel lodges and not had any problems the staff have been lovely and the facilities have always been perfect i feel like there's a butt coming here we were woken by a banging noise. Hmm? Cheeky. And when I asked the man on the front desk, he told me this was due to four building sites being in operation. I mean, that's not ideal when you're staying in a hotel. Here, have we bit of building work happening here? Oh, is that right, mate? Yeah, four building sites. Too many. I asked him what time they usually start at. He told me nine. However, banging started at half five. Look, half five in the morning. Look, whenever you are in... A Belfast hotel room at half five in the morning. If there's banging, it might not be the builders. It might not be. I think this information should be handed over before booking or an email sent after booking. If I'd have known this, I wouldn't have stayed there. Also, the room was dirty. 
Looked on Booking.com and there's better deals elsewhere. And hotel manager Gary Gaynor is straight in. Thanks for taking the time to leave a review. He starts with that. You know he's being cheeky when he says that. I'm surprised there was construction of 5.30. However, I'll raise this during my next meeting with the site foreman, Gary Gaynor. Uh, spoiler alert, Gary has never met the site foreman. That's Gary's version of banter. He's like, oh, I'll bring this up at my next big meeting with the foreman. <laughs> the daily Gary Gaynor foreman meeting. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> does Gary Gaynor have time to do anything in the hotel or does he just shut people down on TripAdvisor? The wall... This comes from Leighton from Manchester. The walls are paper thin and you can hear all the noise from above. We were woken up several times in the night until we couldn't stand it. You could hear people talking as the walls are so thin. True story. I um, I went to the Cardframpton fight in Manchester as part of my honeymoon because that's what my wife wanted. You know, she wanted to go to, go to the MAN Arena in Manchester to watch a boxing match. No, she didn't, but this was my part of the honeymoon. And um, we got into a elevator. We stayed in the Mercure Hotel. Now, we'd stayed in one of those in Dubai, Flex, and it was really nice. So I thought, I'll oh, book the one in Manchester. It'll be sweet. Get into the lift, and the lift is really far in the distance, and a guy's holding the door for it, and I... Should have let it go or should we jog to get it? And we jogged to get it and it was the worst mistake ever. Two fellas like in their 50s inside. I get in, me and her are talking to each other and he goes, the fella, one of the fella, big fellas like, uh, even bigger than me if you can imagine that. He goes, uh, where are you from? You know, he's like from Manchester somewhere and I said, uh, Ireland. And he goes, I knew there was some. You could smell booze off them. I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to have to kick this shit out of two seven foot guys in front of my wife," you know. And the guy goes, uh, "Oh yeah, what side?" And I said, uh, "Man United." You know, I, I was trying to trick him or whatever. I knew that's not what he was saying. He goes, "Are you are you orange or green?" And I said, "No, neither." To be honest with you, mate. And my wife was like, "Oh no, we're not we're not into that." And he goes, uh, "Are you?" what did he say he said like he said like fucking lion or something anyway we were getting off at the same floor and it was way up so what were the chances and we're like walking ahead of them and they're behind us and the guy says something i can't remember what he said to me like about about like he'd see me later and then we get into our room they end up in the room beside us and the walls are so thin we heard, have you ever tried to relax in a hotel room after a flight, but you can't because on the other side of the wall, you can hear two guys talking about the fact that if they see you later, they're going to kick your head in. It's not relaxing. I phoned the front desk. I was like, guys, get the money towed out of here and his wife, preferably, but you know, and um, and the front desk are like, that's fine. What's happened? And I genuinely said, I have had a threat of my life. You know, I basically said, like, I've had a death threat, and they uh, and they moved us, but whenever we walked out of the room, I was like, we need to go out really quietly, because if they see us leaving with our suitcases, they're going to know I phoned and said something bad about them, so um, in the end, I just, fuck, I kicked their door in, and there was about eight of them, and there were big guys, like, big, like, Manchester guys, and uh, and basically, I just, like, headbutted all of them, 
and I said, my wife just wants to enjoy her honeymoon, we're here for the boxing, and then just like couple uppercuts and knocked them out, and then they had some sweets, and I said, I'll take these and all, and just for your information, I'm Jewish, and then I walked out, I said, that's what side I'm on, I'm half Jewish, half Muslim, just for your information, I mean, not all that's true, but up until the point where we left the room, that is true, and if those guys are listening or watching, you didn't get me. I shouldn't say that, that's golden, and they will come and get me at some point. But anyway, we're going to do listeners' questions. I've got to just plug Patreon one more time, patreon.com slash teawithmepodcast. If you want to get involved in that, that would be pretty sweet. We have a big sponsor from, I think, next week or the week after. So um, so I'm looking forward to that. If you want to sponsor Tea With Me Podcast, it's teawithmepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch about that or anything else. We're still doing charity appeals, by the way, so if you're raising money for something or doing something cool, something we need to hear about, send us an email to that address and let us know and we'll read it out. Let's get stuck in the listeners' questions because the sippers are asking them. Sippers, welcome back. Loads of listeners' questions here. We're going to get through as many of them as possible and uh, and just shout out everybody who's listening. Connor Diver says, when do you think you'll crack the 20-minute the sub 20 minute 5k are the new shoes helping connor before we get into that you're you're a patreon you're a big sipper and you were on the live episode of the patreon and then you messaged into the chat to say just before the end you were like sorry mate i've got a head on here see you later take it easy bye and i gotta say that's some of the best manners i've ever seen in my life to virtually leave a meeting and just give everyone a heads up and be like that's me folks all the best I enjoyed that a lot, so thank you, and thanks for uh, being on the Patreon. So, yeah, I bought new, I got new shoes for my birthday. Oh, here, do you know mental? They're here, and I didn't even mean for that to be, and Mizuno were not sponsoring this podcast, so um, this isn't like a branding thing, but yeah, I got these, what the f- what are they called? Mizuno Wave. Um, I got these for my birthday, and I think I said on the podcast, was not allowed to put them on until my birthday, which is so sly. But I think they are helping. They're nice and bouncy. And this week I went out with my friend Josh. And I'm I'm on 20 minutes. But like 20 minutes 40. And I was actually a bit slower this week. I think I'm maybe running too much. I mean how dickhead is that to say. That's like a guy in The Apprentice. And they go. So what weaknesses do you have? And he goes. I probably work too hard. You know. You know the guy goes on The Apprentice. And they're like. So is there anything weighing you down? You know. And he's like. Ah, uh, yeah, just my big cock, you know, like they try and make themselves sound really good, um, but I probably am running too much and I'm not used to it and I'm not having enough of a, a break, so I really hope to do that this week or next week, I'm going, I'm going for the sub, I'm going for the sub 20 and I'll be really happy if I do it, but I'm enjoying it, like I really, really am enjoying running, I don't think I've ever been this fit before, which is, uh, which is pretty great, I'm enjoying running, uh, but I don't know. Is, is it a thing that a lot of like people say? If you keep road running, it's very bad for your knees long term. So my plan is to. So I'm 32 now, despite being, despite looking like a really sexy Victorian child model. I uh, not that I'm not saying Victorian child models were sexy. I'm saying if I was a Victorian child model, I could be described as sexy. Um. It just started raining all of a sudden, which is pretty sweet because I won't have to host the garden later. Respect. That's how old I am. Because at 32, when you see this starts to rain, you go, boom, don't need to host the garden later. Um, 
yeah, I'm enjoying running, but I think what I'll do is keep running, do a couple of years of it, and then I'm just going to get into yoga. So, uh, so no, it's going well. Cheers for that. Uh, Nathan Burks, uh, well, I don't think that's a podcast question. That is a little inquiry, and uh, I'll get back to you on that. Belfast guy in China. Big, big, Belfast guy in China. Okay. He says, would you ever set up your own weekly comedy night? Use the host for up-and-coming comedians with some well-known guests taking spots each week. Think it could be a great way to constantly promote yourself as a brand, get a nice money-toad-worthy slice of ticket revenue, <laughs> and inspire the next generation of local talent all at once. Yeah, what I mainly focus on there is that money-toad-worthy slice of ticket revenue because you know the money-toad likes to stay in his lily pad and only come off whenever serious money's offered for something. So, um... I wouldn't like to say, I like the idea, definitely, of setting up my own weekly comedy club. I think that'd be great, and I've always kind of had that idea, but um, but it's, it's kind of the admin of it, to be honest, is a bit of a melt. Like, I think it'd be great if loads of people are coming, but you're going to have months and weeks where it's pretty slow and it takes time to build up. Like, I think Colin running Lavery's, it's taken, it took him like four years before that got to a point where it was like, you know, walking in going, is are, are there going to be people here? Because some weeks you would do laveries and it would be packed out, and then some weeks you'd be like, shit, I don't know if anyone's coming. But the, him and Maureen have put so much work into it that it's like, I'd say about two years ago maybe, it got to the point where it's like, no, you know it's going to be a good night. So, um, I don't know, I, I would like to, maybe I could do a short run of shows, and whenever lockdown is eased, and we can do social distance gigs... I probably will put on like a series of nights, most likely in the limelight. So, uh, so yeah, and to be able to help up and coming comedians and give them a a platform, yeah, that'd be great. That that's kind of what you want at a comedy club night. Locally, you want acts that are kind of established and and good, and maybe people trying out new material. And then you want in and amongst that, like a new act or somebody trying new stuff. Um, but it's good to put round them experienced acts you know because it's a better night for them and they'll, they'll probably get more out of it so uh so yeah I, w- I would like to do that but i wouldn't run my own night i'm happy to just show up hit the fun split and run you know that's what i'm happy to do but thanks for your question as always belfast guy in china uh jamie says in fact belfast guy in china i might just interview you for the pod some week for a short interview because i'm very keen to know what it's like to live in china to be a Belfast guy in China, I have a lot of questions. Um, is this from John Joe? No, Jamie Jamison. Jamie Jamison, great name. Jamie Jamison sounds like a very, very cheeky boy. Jamie Jamison. Jamie says, How do we know it really is tea in your mug? Maybe this is an elaborate scam to make the unsuspecting public drink tea. Um, yeah, and look, I've held my hands up a couple of times where... I have had coffee before on the podcast, but it was only once or twice. Genuinely, it is tea this week. And um, and how do you know? Well, you don't. And you're never going to get into the Money Toads lily pad. So, uh, so you have no way of knowing, but you just have to take my word for it. Uh, Stevie says, Stevie's my best mate. And uh, you st- <laughs> I said that I was going to cry. <laughs> and I just miss him, you know. Um, but he says, uh, and I've asked Stevie to do an episode of the pod. Like we used to, and I think he will at some point. But he says, "What are you most looking forward to and most afraid of when the baby is born?" I'm most looking forward to 
Do you know what I? Do you know what I'm? I'm really looking forward to blowing raspberries on the baby. You know, just blowing raspberries on the baby. I think that is a lot of fun. You know, just whenever like you know, because I I like the thought that babies have wee fat arms. I like it when babies are a wee tiny bit chubby, and then you know they're just a wee bit fat. And then like I remember when my brother and sister were babies, and you just blow wee raspberries on their skin like this, and they like that, and they laugh, and then you laugh as well. I like that. I think that's cute. I'm looking forward to outfits. You know, to put the baby in like in different wee outfits, matching outfits with me. I like that. Um. And I don't know. I'm 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 pretty much looking forward to all of it, and even the things that I'm scared about, I am looking forward to because I'm like I'll learn. You know what I mean? And sometimes it is nice to be out of your comfort zone. And I think the feeling of achievement is is probably class. Like I'm sure Stevie won't mind me saying this, but um, but he he had a baby, and uh, and you can tell that it doesn't take that. Like there's always gonna be stuff probably that you're unsure of or cross that bridge when you come to it kind of thing but you can just tell that very quickly people are like oh yeah you just do this like this whereas if you had said that to him before i'm sure he'd been like oh i wouldn't know how to do that whereas when you see him with the baby he's like oh yeah you just do this boop, 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 boop. and that's it like putting this putting that carrier on i mean to me that seems and to me it feels easier to just get like a big hoodie with a big pocket and just put the baby in that so i don't know what am i most terrified of um I'm most terrified probably of the baby getting big when it's older and beating me up. You know, I would hate that. I would really hate that. Like if it's if it's a boy and he gets to about sixteen and he says, like, shut up dad <laughs> you know, if he says, Shut up dad, you look like a young girl I would um I would you know, and, and he says, Come on into the garden and it, I would hate it if I got into the garden and then he just like completely slammed me down on the on the paving and started kicking my head in. I would hate that. And also, being honest and, and not being sexist, it'd be tougher to take if it was a girl and that happened. You know, if your girl's like, I hate you, dad, and then dragged me outside and just gave me a stone-cold stunner in front of the neighbours, I would hate that. So, a lot to look forward to and quite a lot to be scared of as well. Ben McGoldrick says... What are, the, what are the greatest movies of all time? I'm going to be a real twat and point you to the Patreon. Because if you really want to hear my opinion on that, we did two episodes of that on Patreon. So, for the sip, the Patreon sippers, I'm not going through it again. Because they'll be like, listen, this is why we pay a fiver a month. Because we get the bonus podcast and we know the answers to this. And also, probably my favourite film ever would be The Usual Suspects. I think it's class. Um, and anyone who hasn't seen it, it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Jordan Hutchinson says, I'll be seriously disappointed if you don't talk about the girl on TikTok from Londonderry. Okay, Jordan. Not sitting on the fence there. Who currently has 37,927 tadpoles growing in her back garden. This is the link to her profile. You're welcome in advance. So I don't know what this means. Oh, so it's a profile on TikTok. I know, Jesus. Uh, it appears to be a girl who is genuinely growing. Ah, she's growing actual tadpoles. Ah, freakiest thing I've ever seen in the history of my life. In a paddling pool, in a garden dairy. Um, yeah, frogs freak me out. Mainly because I am, the, I am a toad. You know, so... 
Toads and frogs don't really get on. And that, by the way, isn't a metaphor for Protestants and Catholics before people start kicking off and throwing things over walls. So, um, so I automatically get, like, recoil a wee bit because I am a toad. Um, but what is the situation here? How did this start? Can we interview Tadpole Lady? Okay, she has a paddling pool in her garden, which I assume is in Derry. And there's thousands and thousands of tadpoles. I mean, number one question is is like, why are you, why are you doing it? You know, maybe she does have a good reason. Let's have a look at some of the comments in this video. Oh no, I liked it by mistake. Oh Jesus Christ! And then I unliked it, which is even worse. Um. So, yeah, people are absolutely loving it. People are like, "Don't breed willow." Oh, is that a rabbit? What the. F um, someone says, do you have a video where you explain how you got all these tadpoles in the first place? If yes, can you tag me in it or post a link? Just go back and don't be lazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's nearly too much for me to take in. All I know is that whenever I cut my own grass, and yeah, I cut my own grass despite being a massive celebrity, um, <laughs> I get really scared whenever we frogs jump out. Uh, of the sides of the grass and then I just leave the lawnmower where it is and return seven days later and hope that the frog has gone away. Dervla says, thoughts on Cafe O having no handles on their mugs? Weird flex but okay. Dervla, fantastic question because you are talking about tea related drinks and, uh, and I'm a big fan of that and a lot of people are going, man I thought you would never talk about this controversial subject of Cafe O not having handles on their cups. I'll say this, I'm a big fan of Cafe O. If you might have seen me in there on occasion, I like the cut of their jib, and by that I mean the taste of their tea and coffee. And I think their food's pretty good too. So I like Cafe O, apart from, to be fair, I was in the Omer Road one once, and one of the guys serving me was kind of trying to be funny, and he came off as a little bit cheeky, and I didn't like it. And I was actually very polite and sort of just laughed it off, and I was like, uh, it's cool. But he has to know that I could have made him cry, you know, so, um, so yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan, I think, oh shit, no, I need to plug his laptop in, because the battery's gonna die, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of, oh Jesus, oh no, sorry, mommy's got herself into a pickle, oh no, oh, because if this battery dies, then I'll lose all the audio, and there it is, we're back, we're plugged in, guys, don't worry, don't even worry about it, yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Cafe O, they don't have handles in there oh yeah do you know what it was i'm gonna be honest um because honesty's best policy i put i think i put here's the thing me and kieran bartlett like the meat and cafe -o, and we normally go to the botanic one but we were in the ormo avenue one and uh, ormo road one and there's like a young guy serving me i say young i don't know what age people are when they're younger than me now he was either 18 or 30 31 and um, that also sounded like I lie about my age because I said younger than me and I went 30 and it sounded like I was going to say something else and then I changed it to one, but 32 is my genuine age. And um, I, I think I stuck a pound in the tip thing because I'm a great guy and obviously extremely rich that I can afford to do that. And um, nah, what would it have been? I mean, post-lockdown, <laughs> nobody's getting tipped a pound. No, definitely not. Uh, spat in my lip there. Um 
Yeah, post-lockdown, no. People are getting a pound, but it's on a string. Like, I'll put it in, and then when they're not looking, I'll pull it back out. Because the money don't need to keep his pound for his tadpoles. Um, so, I put... Here's... I've spent too long talking about this. I think I put a pound in the tip cup at the counter. And the guy made a joke about it not being a lot. But he he wasn't, like, nice at the same time. Like, he wasn't nice about it. Or he made some sort of awkward comment, and it was in front of loads of people. So I just went, oh, nah, took the pound back, went and took my seat. So that's just what happened, and I and I didn't like it, and I didn't like it, and I hope he doesn't work there anymore. And if he still does, I hope they sack him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't wish that on anyone during lockdown, but maybe whenever things financially recover, get rid of him. So... Reese Cox says, do you plan on cutting your hair anytime soon? Now, Reese, that comes across as very spiteful and a little bit sassy. And I don't know what you're trying to imply. I think last week on the podcast, my hair didn't look great. I mean, I do want it to get a bit longer because even though it is like really long for me, it's at the it's at the young Hitler stage. And that, believe it or not, that's not a look that I want to go for. So I just want it to grow out a bit past then. But whenever I was running today, my hair was in curtains and it looked class. Just by chance, it was in curtains and it looked brilliant. Um, so, no, I don't... I've been... Basically, in the house here, we've been cutting around my ears. Sometimes I do it, sometimes my wife does it. And the back. And uh, it actually looks alright to the point where I'm like, maybe I just always do this now. I'm not I'm not too sure. But um, I don't... I'm going to keep the length... I'm going to keep the length kind of where it is, I think. Something a wee bit different for me. You know, it's a rebirth. And uh, I think the zippers are enjoying it. You know, my fuller my fuller sort of long hair. And I like that it can do a little bit of a flick. Like a hair flick. Which is kind of sexy for the boys. So, um, I, by the way, Reese, if you said it like this. Do you, do you plan on cutting your hair anytime soon? That's fine. If you said it like this. Do you plan on cutting your hair anytime soon? Then, F you right back, mister. Uh, I don't know what way you meant it, but just watch yourself. DJ Parker says, episode 9 was on conspiracy theory, so could you do a little bit about Madeleine McCann and that German geezer? Hey, man, also, no. Can Could you do a wee bit about something horrific? See, in your podcast, mate, would you talk about the child that was abducted? You know, also, no. And I don't, I don't watch stuff like that. You know, like the Epst- the Jeffrey Epstein thing, a, a huge news story. But I've said this before in a podcast, I feel like everything on Netflix that I saw for about a six-month period was about that kind of thing. Making a murder, all that kind of stuff. And I just had to take a break. And I'll be honest, now I'm watching Selling Sunset, which is about really bitchy people that sell houses in LA. And they're fabulous and they're funny and I absolutely love it. And it's like a Made in Chelsea type show. And I enjoy it. And I want to try and get some of the cast on this. So um, so I can't do a bit about Madeleine McCann. But if you want me to talk about the Oppenheim brothers from Selling Sunset. I'm all yours baby. Um, Matthew Mernon says. Now Gaelic shorts are the height of fashion. What other common sights of Belfast do the world need to see? Yeah. Um, so that comes. That's basically the guy from Normal People. who Paul Meskell. I mean, I don't even know his name or anything. It's not like I fancy him. <laughs> I'll come on the podcast. <laughs> and then kiss me. But um, 
But yeah, he he basically walks about London wearing, and he gets popped wearing uh, wee tiny Gaelic shorts, wee white Gaelic shorts, and that's funny because now Gucci are apparently selling like four hundred pound Gaelic shorts. I mean, they're not like you know they're copies of what he's wearing. Um, and I'm gonna say this: I don't want people to start calling me the originator, but I have a pair of wee down Gaelic shorts, and I've been wearing those for about seven years. So. Fashion world, you're welcome. Paul Meskel, you're welcome. Now, here's the thing. I realised I'm getting too old to follow trends because he wore that chain on normal people and I thought, I actually might suit a wee chain. I think it might look pretty sweet. And I was going to go on Amazon to look for a little chain and then I thought, I can't do that because that's creepy because I'm 32. So you can't start wearing what like young guys are wearing because you're not a young guy. You're old. So, um... So I I couldn't do that even though I would love to look chain I would love to wear a chain and I would look very sexy in the chain, so um so I can't. But uh, what other trends would I like to see? Um, I'd like to see. Things to what? What is quintessentially Belfast? Um, I would like to see like celebrities and American people calling each other bro. You know, now that's obviously a shortened version of brother, which is very popular in Belfast. Brar, B R O R, all right, brar. What are you at, mate? No, you know, I I would like that to be used as a slang. I would like, like who, like I would like to see Harry Styles perform at Glastonbury and come out and be like, all right, Glastonbury, what's happening, brar? Big fan of that. I would like Morgan Freeman to do another nature documentary. And be like. Yo here we are back with March of the Penguins. What's happening bro? I'd like that. Um, But I don't know if that will catch on. But I'm a big fan of it. Jenny says. What would your karaoke song be? 1000% Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohn. And. Let me just say this. And this is a big, big claim. This is a big claim, and I'm saying it on the podcast. I don't edit the podcast, really. I put it out as is. We don't retake stuff. I'll say this right now. If we get before the end of August, if we get 100 Patreons, I will film a music video of me doing a cover of Walking in Memphis. Now, that will be funny because that's so weird to do. And secondly, I'm 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 gonna let you guys know I'm gonna sing it well, and that's gonna make it even weirder because there's a guy actually trying to sing, and it's weird when people that aren't singers actually try and sing. And we'll put it on we'll put it on the Patreon for the Patreons if we get a hundred Patreons by let's say the f- what date is it now? I'm gonna give this two months. It's the sixteenth of June. By the sixteenth of August, if we get a hundred followers on Patreon. You will get a music video of me walking around singing Walking in Memphis. There you go. It's done. It's out there. It's happening. I sing that well. And I sing Daniel Merriweather Red really well. Which is kind of niche. Because that song hasn't been popular for a long time. Um, Beverly says, When do you think life will go back to normal? In 2021 or 2022? And are you nervous bringing a baby into the world right now? Uh 
I like it will it'll be a doc like a doctor or a midwife doing it for sure you know uh, I did say like you know I could take care of that but I've just been told no um uh, that's very weird uh, am I no because like any time it ever would would be like a weird time like there's always something weird going on and there is like obviously craziness going on at the minute there is a lot of um terrifying things happening but no no well you, you just have to kind of make it work you know so um oh sorry i have, I have a couple on of a couple on twitter let me just get to those let me just do that for you now uh i try to get daniel donnell on the um podcast but his manager said no so i just want you guys to know that that we tried for daniel okay i couldn't have done any more i sent an email no uh, volcano jenkins says is this the answer to all the world's problems or just one for the fence sitters introducing cascara the coffee and tea hybrid you can take the cascara the coffee and tea hybrid and you can get the fuck out of my face volcano jenkins if that is your real name thanks for bringing this to my attention but we need to hashtag cancel cascara have tea or coffee do what i do in the mornings have one of each at the same time, with a hat, you know, like the hat with two beer cans on, I have a hat with a mug of tea and a mug of coffee, and I sip it up, and I call it toffee, even though there is something that exists called toffee, so that makes it way more confusing. Noah Ballard says, seeing as you've already got one tattoo that that you say means a lot to you, you're saying that like you don't believe me, when will you be getting one dedicated to the sippers, and what will it be? 250, no, more. When we get to a thousand Patreons, I will get some sort of tattoo. Fuck. I can't say this. My wife doesn't listen to my podcast, right? So I will get in trouble for this. But, and my family, like, mom and dad and everyone will be really annoyed. But I will get some, if we get to a thousand Patreons, I will get some sort of Sippers, Tea With Me podcast or Money Toad tattoo. (laughs) So... We've set up by August, by the 16th of August, if we get 100 Patreons, I will shoot, fund, cut a music video and probably record me doing Walking in Memphis on the Patreon. And if we get to 1,000, I will get a Tea With Me inspired tattoo. There you go. That seems like a good point to end it on. I mean it. There's no taking it back. And I'm sorry to everyone that's going to be upset with that. But sometimes in life, you just have to you just have to make the sippers happy. You just have to put yourself out there, and that's what we've done. I want to thank everybody who's watched and listened to the pod this week. Thanks to everyone that um, watched the live show during the week and everyone who's checked out my stand-up show. Final thing to plug is my stand-up tour is now fully rescheduled, and we're announcing all the dates this week. But the only date that's out there first is the Waterfront Hall in Belfast on the 6th of February for my brand new tour show somebody told me and then we're releasing all the tour dates i'm gonna be honest i don't think i'm gonna add any extra nights on because i feel good about not just this stand-up show but another hour after this i'm working on that as well as this still like fine-tuning this hour so what i'm saying is we're gonna do the somebody told me tour and then there may be, I've heard rumours, there may be another tour at the end of next year. But I can't say any, any more about that. So all I'll say is, the dates that go up will be the only dates this year. We're n- we'll not be putting on extra shows. So um, I'm looking forward to getting all those dates out there and coming to pretty much all the same places as last year. And a few new ones as well. And I 
cannot begin to tell you how much I'm buzzing to get back into stand-up. Oh my god. Even doing the live podcast, just because there was pe- uh, people watching, sippers watching, I felt really nervous doing it, but in a good way, so I don't know how it's going to feel getting back into stand-up, but uh, I can't wait. Um, I've got some uh, really good guests coming up. Again, I put out a wee call for guests. People got back. We tried to get everyone that you asked for, and some will be possible and some won't. Daniel O'Donnell. So um, so check those out. And thanks very much for watching, listening. Check out the Boytown podcast that I do with Dave Elliott that is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all that kind of thing. Sippers, keep sipping. See you later.